Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. If you could just start by telling me a little bit about what you do, what your job is, and what services you provide, mm -hmm. just to get going. Well, I've been helping people in the arena of self-development for over 15 years. Um, it's sort of the, it started off helping people just building the traction and sort of getting the sort of partners that they, they want in their life. Uh, and it kind of evolved as I evolved as a person into something a lot more bigger. And um, what we come to realize is the social skills that I was teaching, um, you know, people skills essentially, right? So. Um, they help you build any sort of relationship. So the set of skills that I'm teaching are able to help people in their dating life, their social life, and in their career. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where we're at now. Like it, it's very holistic in terms of what I deliver for my clients. I can help them in their dating life, their social life, um, you know, building relationships that are gonna be important for the next chapter. We do a lot of image work. We do a lot of uh, mindset work um, and lifestyle design. So you work primarily with men um, completely. Um, why, why just men and no one else? It's the path, why I work with men um, primarily is because of the path I've took. Mm -hmm. So I believe you can only re-teach to the depths that you've gone yourself. Yeah. So I have data from personal experiences and as my career keeps going and going and going, I'm just accumulating more and more reference points of other people's journeys. Um, I do teach women Mm -hmm. uh, women do reach out to me and they're, they're curious uh, as to what I know about men. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the clever ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't market towards them, but I, I do take them on. Um, and, and I found that I can really help them actually. Mm -hmm. um, and recently last year, I took on my first client from the LGBTQ community, which was really great for myself and my team because we didn't know, we didn't know if the stuff that we predominantly been teaching in the hetero community could cross over, and um, it certainly can. And did you find a difference when doing that? Um, I think with that particular case study, uh, you know, and what we know about the gay community, it moves pretty fast, mm -hmm. especially yeah. with two guys. You know, they, they move fast. You know, they don't need the uh, the comfort building, so to speak. You know, yeah. um, so I had to slow him down a lot and and allow some emotional investment to happen and then the fruitful stuff to happen a bit later on so to speak it was fun so do you kind of coach men to find like relationships or is it longer term shorter term what type of um, like partnerships are they looking to build well the first thing i help them with is the relationship with themselves okay because if that isn't at a good level then you're just not ready you know and you may end up bringing in someone that it is may not be healthy because you're not in a healthy place of yourself you know so where you are is what you attract um so that's the first thing I, I look at fixing and then yes we move into okay what is the archetype of the sort of individual that you want to bring into your life so we we look at um you know the superficial stuff of course and then we look at like the, the personality traits you know, what, what has this person got? How are they going to add to your life and how are you going to add to their life? You know, so we understand what each other's values are. Are they in alignment? Um, and then we reverse engineer that process. We've got the archetype well, and then we do an audit of their lifestyle. So, well, where are you spending your time? 
you know, and and then we look to move a few things around if appropriate to increase the chances of them meeting that person. And should the skill level of that person be at a good level, then success is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And do you have a specific type of man that usually comes to you or is it like a variety of people in terms of maybe age, job, um, like career? Yeah, the type of men that would seek me out, um, there's a few different archetypes that come to mind. There might be someone that's achieved amazing things in their life, right? They're at the top of the game in terms of their career, but they've sacrificed their social and dating life to get there. So they bring me in as consultant and then they accelerate that. Um, It might be someone that has come out of a long-term relationship and it's just been a long time, you know, since they've had to go out there and, you know, find their mojo and, you know, do that dance. And um, again, so they'll bring me in and, and, and sort of, you know, blow out the cobwebs, so to speak. Um, it might be someone that you, you look on the outside and you think, I don't get it. You've got everything going on. You're an attractive person. You've, you've, you've got all the bells and whistles, but they're just carrying on and carrying on going through life, holding on to a story that doesn't serve them based on a previous experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all kind of, you know, prone to a bit of that, unless we sort of have the right tools to manage our mind a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, just the cliche ones that we all sort of maybe encounter in our lifestyle, you know, like we we, um, maybe hold on to the fear of rejection for too long. You know, we're getting caught up in the friend zone all the time. Um, You know, I had an inquiry today and um, I just got back to him and one thing he mentioned was that he's a guy that's gone through life and already incorporated incredible change and he's lived life through the eyes of an obese guy, created some radical change in his life, got the physique that he desired and um, he's he's still struggling with it because he's still looking through the eyes, you know, in amazing physique, but he's still looking through the eyes of the, of the bigger guy. Mm-hmm. So he's getting the signals, the positive signals, but he's looking at it as, oh, they're looking at me because I'm fat. Oh. You know? So, 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 mindset's not quite shifting. Yeah, it's still there. So it's, it's very interesting things that go on. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how long do you usually uh, coach someone for? Is it like a short process? Is it like a long, do you stay with them for like a year or? That's subjective and it depends how fast someone wants to take their journey. For example, I had a, and I have a client still, uh, who he was starting from ground zero. Successful trader, um, you know, very resourceful guy, um, just a nice dude, but lacked a lot of experience, never had a girlfriend, you know, um, was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. With in week four, he's got a girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, so it then, it, it then you, know, you, you think, okay, well, where's my work going with this guy now? And then we're moving it into, we're navigating into an area of, um, you know, sort of more relationship dynamics, you know, how to keep the relationship interesting, um, how do we communicate our wants, needs, desires, how do we make sure we remain in the, the, the masculine polarity and, and, and not so much steer, too much in the feminine. I mean, that's always a dance, but you know, ultimately you want to be in the masculine, otherwise it kind of you know, loses its magic. Mm. Um, what do you so, mean by that, by masculine and the feminine side to things? Well, it's funny because I'm, yeah, I'm just coming back from Miami mm-hmm. and I, I, 
uh, I spent a lot of time in the, the wellness community and, um, you know, I spent a lot of time with these like, um, <laughs> these tantricas and, uh, you know, all sorts of like empowered women. And um, one was telling me about how she picked up a, a lover of hers at the airport. And she said that the vibe was just completely off throughout our whole time together. I go, why was that? And he goes, oh, probably because I was like just too much in the masculine vibe, you know? I go, why do you mean, why? You know, I pulled up in my sports car, you know, vroom, vroom, you know, and he turns up and, you know, so it's, it's um, I, I think it's a big conversation to have right now in society. And I think there's gonna be a lot more um, people seeking out uh, consultants that can help them get back in touch with their femininity. Because I think we've seen a lot of women that are empowered in the working environment. The big girl boss era is certainly here, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. And, um, you know, th those, those masculine traits are coming home and they're confusing men as opposed to like what role and where is the space where I can show my masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big conversation at the moment. Yeah, do you feel like men are perhaps intimidated by that? They're intimidated and confused, mm -hmm. you know, like there's definitely an allure to that alpha woman, that woman that is powerful. But, um, you know, where does the guy fit in? You know, he want, he's going to feel a bit redundant if there's not like a place for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's a perfect example. I have a, a friend of mine, she, she and her fellow girlfriend, they, they had a country break with both of their boyfriends. And... Um, one of, one of them left the car and the boyfriend grabbed her bags for her and, and took it to the front. And the other one just grabbed her bags and, and took it to the front in, in a more independent manner. And she goes, why didn't you just carry your own bags? Why did you get him to carry it? And she just said very simply, well, if I don't allow him the space to do these little things, then he's just going to feel redundant in the relationship. So it's all those little micro things that you can do on a day-to-day -day basis of your relationship, just sort of remind you, go, oh, let me just step back. I know I can do it myself, but it's, he feels like his role is being played because he has the ability to take care of me in this moment. You know, these are little friendly reminders that we need to tune back into. Sure. You said, so you had a client who came to you and said they were a virgin. Do you have many clients who are in that kind of early stage of their life, like a situation where they've never had sex with a woman before? Or is that like a thing you're seeing that's like an increasing thing? Or is it a thing that's always been there? I don't think it's an increasing thing. I mean, when I've, you know, when I sit down and are introduced to that issue, they've probably gone through the pain um, for a certain point. So that, that gent in particular, he, he was 34. So he's gone through that for a certain point and gone, oh, actually, this is a point now where I need to get help because the lens I'm look looking through, I, I can't see it, you know? Um, and, you know, the more extreme stories are where I've, I've dealt with the, the real-life 50-year-old virgins. And that's, um, it's really sad, you know? It's, you think about your first kiss, you know, and, and the, the, the rush that get, the chemicals that go off in your brain and that excitement, that feeling, They've never experienced that. I'm just talking a kiss, you know? Mm. And, and when you break it down like that, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really moving, you know, to help those people. For sure. And why do you think there are like 50-year-old versions? Like when the people that you've helped, like what, what were the reasons? A lot of it's to do with trauma. Mm. There's certain events that have happened in their life that have held them back. I mean, one case was uh, 
you know, had a case where he was sexually abused by a family member when, when he was younger. And then f what he then did to navigate life was completely isolate himself away from um, any sort of human interaction. Like he lived off an island off of Denmark somewhere. And, you know, I was just telling a friend about this, funny enough, uh, literally last night. And, uh, you know, say a bottle of water cost him a pound and he gave over a tenner, he wouldn't be asking for the change because he just, you know, it's that level of uh, social anxiety you're dealing with and it all stems back from an early event that's come into his life. I mean, the guy spent a week with me on day three. The guy broke down in tears because I had him overcome a lot of social situations. Mm -hmm. And I think it really come to him how much of life he's, he's missed out. So slightly off topic, but dating hmm. apps, would you recommend them to your clients or would you rather them meet someone in person? I mean, you know, what, what we've come to learn about dating apps, they only really work for a smaller percentage of people than the majority. Hmm. You've, it's very super, it's based on a lot of superficial things. Um, there's certainly things that I can do to help optimize someone's performance on there. Uh, you know, tidy up their profiles and, and, you know, put the correct things in the shop window, so to speak. Um, but nothing beats the magic of meeting someone in person. I mean, you've you got you to start to remind ourselves of what happens in the next chapter. You know, you, you, you meet friends, you meet their friends, and then, then comes the story of how you met. You know, what's juicier? I met on an app or you know what, I was just getting a coffee and this guy come out of nowhere and he just, he just asked me what coffee I had. We got speaking and, he, you know, one thing led to another and we've been seeing each other. Like, that's, that's a story. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's your own little rom-com. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage people to be motivated by that. As, as crazy as the situation is, you know, someone's in the queue, someone's on the beach, someone's, you know, wherever they are, just find out. Mm -hmm. Give each other a starting point, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so would you say dating apps has kind of stopped people's abilities to make like, relationships in person? Like, because obviously they're designed to help meet people, like help mm. you to meet people. Would you say it's done the opposite effect then? It certainly help people meet people. I mean, you know, my, my outlook is this. Social media is the real online dating. Mm -hmm. Like that's the place, like, and everyone is on it. So what we've seen online tools such as dating apps and social media do for us is help us appear more on the social graph. If you imagine everyone to be a node, it's allowed us to connect to so many multiples of nodes that we'd never normally have done before. Like the generations before us, um, they didn't have this paradox of choice. You, you know, they were meeting people in, in the same town. You're looking at your ability to meet someone on an international level now, and you can constantly keep up with a relationship that you've inceptualized like in say February, and then six months on, you know, something may have changed in their dynamic and you can continue that. You, you didn't have that before, mm -hmm. where you had these windows to look through. So, um, but I think it, it, it's like, and I was just about to do a video of this today, and, and it, it, was, it was just reminding people not to get caught up in the um, honeymoon chasing phase. And, and wh where I was going to go with that was I feel that when everyone experiences a, 
not everyone, but like when certain people experience conflict in the relationships, they tend to have a swipe right mentality and then move on to the next thing because of the rush of chemicals and dopamine that goes with needing someone new. I mean, that is a very sort of drug addict mindset, but it's very easy to access in, in today's climate. Um, you know, so I wanted to make a video to really sort of encourage people to double down on their problems and, and work on their relationships for, for some open-hearted, you know, oneness with each other, mm -hmm. you know. So casual sex has declined, especially within men. Obviously you coach men, I don't know if this is something you are aware of or if mm. they've spoken to you about it before, because men nowadays, nowadays are really struggling to meet people, according to statistics anyway. Um, is this something that you are aware of? within your uh, like business casual sex declining for men um i'm i'm i'll be honest i'm i'm not really i haven't really sort of pushed my mind to think about that if mm -hmm. if, if i've got enough data for that to be a true fact for me mm -hmm. um when i challenge myself as, as to ask why that would be a fact um it might be that people are relying on these apps perhaps and as I said as we opened up this conversation I believe that it works for a small percentage mm -hmm. of people so people then lying laying there with frustration as to okay I can't meet someone I can't meet someone and then may, they may not be choosing to work on themselves where they can meet someone spontaneously off the fly on a day-to-day -day basis and mm -hmm. they might just find themselves you know pretty much with no options which that's where my mind's at. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. there are multiple reasons to why it is. Like social media, people are staying and not going out and meeting people. I mean, obviously social media is used to, to meet people as well, but mm. um, like, would you advise your like clients against meeting people on social media or is it just so You've got to have personal? both. You've got to have both. Yeah. Social media helps you continue the conversation. <laughs> um, you know, I've lost count of how many times, like personally, social media has played a part on something happening for me, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I was just speaking to a client about this the other day in terms of like, I did a post about it, like when you travel, for example, like just simply using that space to let your audience know that I'm going to Morocco or I'm going to Barcelona or Ibiza, wherever you are, mm -hmm. you may forget who you've got in your social media. You might have met someone on a night out or you know, work and then that person may be in said location. And because you've updated that space and, and they can see that, then that allows you to continue something that may not have developed into something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So it's, yeah. it's have social media, but what are you, how are you using it? You know, you've got to use it effectively. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an interactive phone book and it's on steroids. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it's, a, it's a great tool. Yeah, for sure. I assume a lot of your work's about increasing confidence for men as well. Like, how would you, if you had to give like a few tips to people, how mm. would you say to increase your confidence to go up and speak to someone in person? Mm. I think ways to increase your, increase your confidence is holding eye contact, first of all. Mm -hmm. I think um, holding eye contact, it helps build connection. It helps build tension. Um, it shows that you're not nervous, mm -hmm. you know, and it makes someone feel safe. That'd be one thing. Um, second thing, like, you know, what you think is what you project. So if, if I'm going out thinking I'm not enough or she only likes a certain other type of guy, guy than me, mm -hmm. then I'm projecting that. 
And then that's what her experience is of me. And I'm saying like her, it, it, it works both ways, whoever you are. So managing your mind a lot better and giving, helps you allow someone to have a better experience of you. You combine that with holding eye contact, then that is a great package of confidence. Um, your image, right? Like, I always hear an argument out there, which is so ridiculous, like, um, you know, I can't, I can't meet someone because uh, I'm not good looking enough. Like everyone, that's a choice. That's a choice. I can't tell you how much work I've done on myself and my image. I mean, people follow my Instagram. They have to scroll down and just scroll up. They'll be like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, because see the change. Like, if, if you're not getting that play, if you're not getting that area, if you can't figure that area out, get someone in that's already got an eye for it. Like, whether it's a stylist or, you know, a female friend um, or, or guys that just always seem to put it together. And um, yeah, that itself is an education. So if you leave the house and you've got that image sorted, then you're going to hold yourself a bit better. You know, you're, you're going to walk into a place and, and people are going to notice you. Like style is also the language women understand. I mean, for guys watching this, like, <laughs> you know, we can get ready in like 10 minutes, <laughs> you know? Nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, but women take a bit longer, right? And they really think about the, the, the sort of palette they're putting together and the colors and stuff like this. If you're a guy that's putting that together, then you're signaling to a woman and you're, you're already getting a curious about you. Like, I think what we need to remind ourselves is we're dealing with people's irrationality. Mm -hmm. So if you look good or looking the best you can, first of all, then you'll overcome that rationality and um, get people curious about you. Sure. So going back to the start when you said some women do approach you and DM mm. you, what sort of thing would they ask for? Or would they be curious to know? Um, I didn't mention women um, approach me. I mean, they'll throw signals out, you know. Um, oh, sorry, I meant like DM you asking about advice. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, it's it's always it all deals. It always comes back to the, the look, if I'm thinking about the, the sort of women that are approaching me, they fit into the exact archetype we've just spoke about. Like they've achieved some great things, and the certain leadership qualities that they've had to possess are masculine traits, and they're still you know they're just having trouble trouble moving out of that. So I, I put a lot of emphasis on like it, it's getting back in touch with your femininity. Like that, that is a, a, a lot of it. And, and letting go of the idea of someone from the past, like fall out of the poetry of it. You know, like it's, if, if you don't let go of that, then you're not allowing space for someone new, right? And that, that is advice for men and women, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I see that a lot with women. Um, and people maybe get, and, and the attachment style as well. Like I was literally um, on the phone to a, a female friend of mine earlier on. She goes, you know, I've, I've got my father's funeral coming up and, um, you know, it's just reminding me like where I'm at in my life right now. Like he's, you know, he, he was always unavailable and, and I was always, always chasing his unavailability. And, you know, I've got look at the sort of men I've got in my life and I'm, I, I, it's the same thing. Like that thing I'm chasing is just, it's, a, it's the daddy issue is what I've got there. So sometimes you need to realize your pattern mm -hmm. and then 
as those moments creep up, go, oh, wait a minute, I'm familiar with this. No, I need to choose something different, something a bit more healthier. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of the questions I have. Great right. answers. <laughs> Deep sure. chat, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're welcome. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.